0: Shalom, I'm Yoni, and you're listening to Kabbalah Pod. Welcome back to Kabbalah Pod. Now, today is Tanis Esther, the fast of Esther. We started the fast at dawn, and it goes until nightfall. And it's for a very special reason on our calendar. We're looking forward to the 13th of Adar. We're looking forward to Purim. Now, Adar... A very brief thing is that we are told that in the month of Adar, our joy increases. And so the month of Adar is typically a good month of Mazel and Hatzlacha and Pranasa, And that's a good time for litigation, if necessary, with the rest of the world. Now, not delving too much into that, but just giving you that little detail, Purim is a very happy holiday when it's like really the ultimate explanation of most Jewish holidays as memes on the internet lately, which is they tried to kill us. We survived and let's eat. In this one, we say they tried to exterminate us. We got to them first and let's drink. We have a lot of traditions with Purim, a lot of observances that we can connect with. And they're very Kabbalistic in nature. We even have the very uh, metaphoric, deep comparison of It being a Yom Kippurim, and we even have the concept of how we dress in costumes and we hide ourselves. And while we're hiding ourselves and partying, we somehow connect with the essence of Hashem. We connect with Ein Sof, and we're no longer hidden, and Ein Sof's no longer hidden. Whereas on Yom Kippur, we're the opposite. And these two are paired together. They're bound. And so we have that concept where despite everything, all this noise that's going on, we're really trying to see Hashem in the end of it or in the midst of it. And it's a very unique experience. And Param is absolutely amazing. I love the holiday. It's full of joy and it's full of meaning. And it's regarding a Megillah or a a book of the Bible in which Hashem's not directly mentioned, but you can see Hashem was the one that caused everything to come together. And in that same way, we have that own experience in our lives today. We don't necessarily see Hashem written on every page of every day in the journals of our lives. But we know that he is the author behind it all, and it all connects for a deeper truth for a deeper experience, for a deeper connection to himself. And so Tanis Esther, we have this fast and it's accord it's kept in according to the book of Esther. And the purpose is that Esther before she went before Ahasuerus, she fasted. And so we fast as well. The prophets gave us four public fasts and this is not one of them. So, it's very unique. Uh, we This is not one of the fasts that's associated with the destruction of Jerusalem and with the destruction of the temple. In fact, this fast is about trying to draw near to Hashem and plead for his mercy and for his intimacy with us. And the same way that Esther approached the king uh, to intercede for the Jewish people, she fasted for three days and all the Jews fasted as well. Here we fast. In memorial in our own saying yes let that intervention become for me too. let what she did then apply to me now and have that apply in my own life and my own struggles my own golos and let me connect with Hashem as well the 13th of Adar as the story goes was a day set for the annihilation of the Jewish people. And because of Hashem's writing of the narrative, it was redeemed and turned around on its head in which we were not annihilated, but those who wanted to annihilate us were instead. This is something written throughout all of history. Yes, we have lots that we mourn and we recall this mourning with the deepest essence of our heart. But we also know that Hashem is truly the writer of it all. And Hashem's writing says we will survive, and we will continue. And so we fast to start to draw us near. And then we engage in different type of mitzvot. We give fruit baskets to friends. We give half-dollar coins to charity. We party, we drink wine, it's beautiful, and it's amazing, and it's wonderful. And there's so much that can connect you there. In fact, there's a Gemara in Chatech Meghulis that talks about Rava and Rav, Rabbi Ziera, and how they got together. And they says that the story goes is that they drink wine, and that Rava stood up and slew, slain Rabbi Ziera. And then, after realizing what he had done, he pleaded to Insa for mercy, and Rabbi Zira was revived. And then, a year later, it's time for perm again, and Rava reaches out to Rabbi Zira and says, Hey, you want to get together again? And Rabbi Zira says, A miracle doesn't happen every day. And the hidden text here the hidden concept the semiotic lens that we can apply here with our metaphor is that we know that wine is like torah wine for the body is like torah for the soul and so we can read that they weren't necessarily getting drunk they were engaging in kabbalistic meditations and studying torah and growing close to hashem And they reached a point where Rabbi Zira had gotten too close, more than what he would spiritually trained himself for. And as a result, his spirit left his body to go be united with Hashem. And then Rava, because Kabbalists, when they do deep meditations, we've discussed this before, they have anchors. Rava was an anchor and was able to draw him back so that he came back to life. And then a year later, Rava says, you know, it's been a year. You've uh, you've been able to work on your spiritual level. Are you ready? Are you at this level where we can do this? And that's where Rabbi Zira says, listen, I'm not there yet. And I don't want to put Hashem in a position or in a position in which a miracle is required of me because I know I'm not ready and I did something I wasn't ready for. And that's a great lesson for us to learn not to go too far, too fast, too deep because we'll lose ourselves in the process. We take on what we can when we can little by little and we grow every day. And that's essential, not just in meditation, but also in the concept of taking on mitzvot. When somebody comes back to the faith of Baal Shuv, or if somebody's a gay or a convert, if they take on everything all at once, they're surely going to drown and abandon. That's why it's very, very essential that they take on a little bit. They take on something, they learn it, they pull it apart, they drush it out, they embrace it, and it becomes part of them. And then they do the next thing. And so on Purim, when we drink wine, we drink wine so that we don't know the difference between blessed as Mordecai and cursed as Haman. But the fact is, is that we don't need wine to do that. We need sleep to do that. So wine really falls into the metaphor of Torah. So as we drink, as we celebrate, we draw ourselves closer to hashem and his written covenant with us so tonight begins param and i wish you a perm sameach one that is filled with health and joy and that you'll discover where hashem is in this holiday for you and have a deep spiritual moment that resonates with you and continues Beyond this holiday. Thank you for listening to Kabbalah Pod on Anchor FM. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate us on iTunes and share with your friends. Have a question or topic idea? We'd love to hear your input and ideas. Send us a tweet, message Yibirk on Facebook, or leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app. Not on social media? That's okay. Send us your ideas at yidbrick.com slash kabbalah. Become a monthly supporter on Anchor FM or by visiting yidbrick.com slash donate. You can also show your support by sharing our podcast with others and by purchasing our custom-made Kabbalah bracelets or Yiddish artisan beard balm at yidbrick.com slash store. This podcast is a project of Yidbrick, building Jewish bridges. Learn more at yidbrick.com slash kabbalah.